Wake up. It's time to connect to the source. This is Heart to Heart, your everyday life with God, where we expound on real Christian living, encourage you to let go of religion, and take up a true relationship with God. Recognize God as your partner today. Here is your host, Kiandra Redman. This is Heart to Heart, all right? Your everyday life with God, and I am your host, Keandra Redman, okay? So we're going to go ahead and we're going to pray this morning, all right? Father God, we come before you, Father, thanking you, Father God. Thanking you for who you are, Father God. Thanking you for all that you've done for us, Father God. For all that you will do for us, Father God. Thank you for showing us, Father God, how strong and mighty you are, Father God. Thank you for showing us, Father God, that you have our backs, Father God, no matter what, Father God. You're there for us, Father God. You'll never leave us, Father God, and you'll never forsake us, Father God. Thank you for keeping us, Father. Thank you for keeping us, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for always loving us, Father God. Thank you for your mercy and thank you for your grace, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for preparing our ways already, Father God. Father God, we don't have to be living life aimlessly, Father God. You already have a path that you have written up for us, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for being mindful of us, Father God. Even before we even thought about you, God, we were a thought in your mind, Father God. Father God, I thank you so much for this opportunity, Father God. I thank you that you anoint this podcast this morning father god father god i thank you god i as i decrease in this moment god you will increase father god that your will be done god let your kingdom come father god here on earth as it is in heaven father god let your will be done father god let your agenda come forth now father god not mine not mine father god i seek to please you only father Father God, I thank you for those who come in contact, Father God, with this video or podcast, Father God. I thank you that they hear something, Father, that that they'll be able to take with them, Father God, for the rest of their lives, Father God. I thank you that they hear something that'll charge them up, Father God, to take a stand in you, Father. I thank you that they hear something, Father God, that'll bless them, Father God. I thank you that they get answers, Father God, to their questions, Father God. Father God, I thank you so much, Father, for who you are, Father God. Thank you for your blood, Father God. Thank you for the benefits of your blood, Father God. Father God, I thank you that it never loses its power, Father God. It was just as strong today as it was back then, Father God. Just as strong, Father God. And I plead your blood over all your people, Father God. All your people, Father God. No evil will come near us, Father God. No plague will come near us, Father God. No disease should come near us, Father God. Father God, in Jesus' name, Father God, I pray all these things, Father God. I trust and believe in you, Father God. We trust and we believe in you, Father God. We declare your name in this earth, Father God. We declare your name in this earth, Father God. We are your army, Father. Declaring your will in this earth, Father God. Declaring your will in this earth, Father God, as it is in heaven, Father God. We are declaring your will, Father God. Declaring your way, Father God. In the name of Jesus, I pray and declare all these things. Amen. Hi, Jabari. All right, I'll shout y'all out at the end for the sake of time. 
Um, we're gonna go ahead on and we're gonna worship this morning. I'm sure y'all know at least one of these songs. Everybody know Break Every Chain <laughs> by Tasha Cobbs. And then we're gonna go into um like y'all already, already know how I do. I do kind of do a little medley. You know, I try to combine a few songs together. <clears throat> but uh, we're going to do Break Every Chain by Tasha Cobbs, Called the Name of Jesus by Monte Lacey, and Champion by Monte Lacey. All right. If y'all know the words, by all means, lift it up with me. If you don't, listen to the words. Let it bless you. Let it inspire you. All right. I try to tell y'all the names and the titles, not only so people won't sue me. <laughs> Cause I ain't write none of this, but also so you can um if the if it's new songs or whatever, you know you can build up your catalog. Cause worship is so important. My husband was ministering to me the other night, and he said something. He said that faith allows us to see, right? Faith allows us to see, but he told me that worship, worship gives us gives us access to what we see. All right. So it's so important for us to worship. It's so important for us to worship God. It's not it's nothing for you to it's not just some songs you singing. You know what I'm saying? Like something is happening when you're worshiping. You know what I'm saying? Something is happening when you're worshiping. So it's so important for us to include that in our daily walks with God, okay? True. Like true worship from your heart. You see what I'm saying? Come from your heart with God. He can handle all your all your ugly. He wants your good, your bad, and your ugly. He wants all of you, all right? Because he know about it anyway. He just wants you to bring yourself to him, all right? Humble yourself and come before him, all right? So that's what we're going to do this morning, all right? There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in your name, Lord Jesus. There is power in your name, Lord Jesus. To break every chain, 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 to break every chain. There is power in your name, Lord Jesus. There is power in your name, Lord Jesus. There is power in your name, Lord Jesus. To break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. I still believe that it breaks every chain. It breaks every chain. It breaks every chain. And there's an army that's right. 
We call your name, Lord Jesus. Cause you are our healer. Yes, we call your name, Lord Jesus. Cause you are our way maker. Yeah, we call your name, Lord Jesus. Cause you are our keeper. We call your name, Lord Jesus. Cause you are our defender. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Stronger 
champion. He's the greatest in all the earth. With him we come in first. He's our champion. Yes, our God is the awesome God. Oh no, there is none like him. With him we always win. He's our champion. With him we can't lose. No, we always win. Cause he's our champion. Yeah. With him we can't lose. No. Oh, we always win. Cause he's our champion. So we lift our hands, yes, we lift our voice, and we celebrate our champion, and we sing To the king who reigns victorious. Yeshua, the king who reigns victorious. You're the king who reigns victorious. You're the king who always reigns victorious, our Jesus, you are our champion, never defeated, never lost a battle, you are our champion, you never defeated, you never lose a battle, you are our champion, the one who goes before us, the one who stands with us. You are our champion, the one who goes before us, the one who's always with us. You are our champion, you are, you are, you are. Champion, you are, and you will always be. You are our champion.
gonna go ahead on and we gonna okay hey ain't brenda what's up how you doing good morning miss daisy we gonna go ahead on and we gonna get into the message this morning all right all right that's one of my favorite songs so i had to stop myself <laughs> I love that song because just to think about it, God is our champion. It makes me think of um, the story um, of David and Goliath and how the scripture says that Goliath was um, um, the Philistines or the Philistines or however you want to say it. Some people say Philistines, some people say Philistines. But anyway, he was their champion, right? He was the baddest out of all of them. But we have a champion. <laughs> we have a champion. And David knew that we had a champion. That's how he was able to. He didn't step out on his own strength. He stepped out on the strength of God. Because God was a champion in his life in the past. Right? God was a champion in his life with the lion. God was a champion in his life with the bear. So he's like, dude, I know the champion. <laughs> and I'm going to come at you. You know, you coming to me with swords and spears or whatever. But I'm going to come at you in the name of the Lord my God. My champion. You get what I'm saying? I love that somebody who's always willing to defend me go before me you get what i'm saying man <sighs> anyway we're gonna go ahead on and we're gonna get into it this morning all right i want to talk to y'all this is part three and the final we're gonna close this out um of no more living beneath the means of christ all right and the things that I'm talking to you guys about, I'm just talking, it's not a place, it's not coming from um, a place of condemnation, okay? So please understand that, because God gave this to me first. He checked me first. So before, um, I, I, I never want to be one of those ministers that just talk it. You get what I'm saying? So I try to be honest with y'all. I try to tell y'all where I'm at. If I'm scared, I'm gonna tell y'all, hey y'all, I was terrified. You know, I'm not gonna try to make myself look perfect you know and feed you false hope because honestly speaking that 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 don't get you nowhere you know that don't get you nowhere we all need to know that we're not in this thing alone okay and if you have a feeling nine times out of ten somebody else has had that same feeling or is having that same feeling and you know even either they're overcoming it or they're or they already overcame it and they can help you where you are okay so like I said, God checked me first and God had to, he had to check me because I had fell into just living a mediocre Christian life, you know, you know, uh, basically living, living beneath his means. Like I told you, God paid an awesome price for you and he didn't pay an awesome price for you just to, to stay where you are, to live, um, to live beneath his means i can that's the that's you like have you ever heard somebody say oh she living but she's living above her means that means she's living a life that she really can't afford <laughs> okay well the blood that was shed on that cross man it afforded you so much okay it left so many benefits and those benefits are available to you you know but if you don't receive those benefits, okay, you don't actually go and learn what those benefits are by reading your words, spending time with God. That's what this whole theme is about. Connect. Y'all see my connect shirt? Connect. As you connect to God, you know, you revelation comes forth. You see what I'm saying? Revelation comes forth. And revelation is so important because whatever you don't know, you won't do. Okay? Whatever you don't know, you won't do. So it's important for you to learn the benefits of the cross. It's so important for you to learn how Jesus lived his life, okay? How he lived his life while he walked this earth. Because remember this, nothing that Jesus did on this earth was for him. 
He was God. He was man, right? But most importantly, he was God. And he became a man for you, right? Everything he did, it, was, it wasn't for him. He did it as an example for you to show you how to live in this life, right? So he's our greatest example. So it's, it's important to learn about the different Bible characters, but the main one you need to be learning about, if you don't study nobody else in the Bible, go and study Christ. Go and study Christ. Okay, I told you um, his story starts in Matthew, all right? His story starts in Matthew. You can read all of, um, all of Matthew all the way up until, I think, Acts. I'm thinking. But go and, go and read about him. Go and study. Become a student of him. You see what I'm saying? Go and study him. Because remember I told you, he left you a charge. He said to, we are to do what he did and greater. And me personally, like I said, he had to check me because I wasn't even, I wasn't living up to his standard. Okay. I was comfortable living my powerless life. Okay. Comfortable just going to church. Um, you know, comfortable getting excited, shouting, you know, but then leaving the same way because I'm not, I'm not fully connected to him. I'm not fully take, making his word a reality in my life. I'm not fully making him a reality in my life. What I'm reading in these scriptures was just a fairy tale to me. Okay. It was a, oh, that's powerful, but it wasn't, it wasn't a reality. And Jesus like, yeah, that's powerful, but I empowered you to do it. That's why I left my spirit. When you read in the scriptures, it tells you that, um, that he sent the Holy Ghost to you. And that Holy Ghost, that's him sending himself back to you to live on the inside of you and to empower you to do what he did. The Holy, hey, Tanya, the Holy Ghost is here. Okay, the Holy Ghost, the, the only reason why the Holy Ghost came back is it, to empower you to do what Jesus did and greater. Because remember, I told you, before Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost, not granted he's God, he can do whatever. But everything he did was for you. It was an example for you. Okay, so he's showing you when you, you have to be filled with his spirit before you can do anything okay when you go back and you read when John baptized Jesus the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove right and then right after that that's when the miracles start taking place right that's not a coincidence that's him showing you you need his spirit living on the inside of you if you're going to live within his means if you're gonna walk in his footsteps because he charged you to do what he did and greater like I told you guys I think that was Wednesday the work did not end with him you see what I'm saying? It just began with him, okay? It began with him. But he said, you're going to do what I did and greater. So that means you, he's charging you to take this thing to a whole nother level. If he if he was able to lay hands on the sick and they, and they recover, you're supposed to be able to do the same thing. You see what I'm saying? It's not a fairy tale. It's not a myth. It's in the word. You get what I'm saying? But it has to become a reality to you. You have to saturate yourself with that word. If he was able... Everything that he was able to do, he said, you're supposed to do that. But he didn't leave it to that. He didn't leave it at that point. He said, I want you to do greater. This is why I send my spirit. Basically, so you can pick up where I left off. Okay? And like he was telling me, man, where are my soldiers? Where are the people that's declaring me in this earth? Where are the people that's showing and proving that I live, that I reign, that I rule, that I am God? Where are my people? Why are you so comfortable with living life like this? Why are you so comfortable with living a powerless life? Why, why don't you speak when you should speak? Why don't you stand when you should stand? Why? 
You see what I'm saying? It's more. It's more than just wearing our cross on our neck, going to church every Sunday, maybe a Tuesday or a Wednesday service. And, you know, what? no, it's more than that. It's more than that. He's charging us with more than that. Okay? Those apostles, they, they got it. They got it. They picked up what he left off. Man, they said, Peter, man, Peter was coming through. Peter came through. He didn't even have to touch him. He didn't even have to touch the people. The people was just lining them up in the street, laying them out in the street. The sick people, those people would lay those sick people out in the street, and Peter would just walk by, and his shadow was healing them. What you know? You see what I'm saying? What you talking about? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But how do we get to that point? You first have to identify where you are. Identify where you are. Remember I told you Wednesday, identify where you are in your faith. Okay, if you one of the ones that's just going to stay in the boat, you know, if you one of the ones that's just comfortable with staying in the boat, okay, fine. That's where you are, but that's not where you have to have to stay. You have a, a, a seed of faith on the inside of you, but it's, it's not supposed to stay a seed. As you connect to God, remember I told you, John 15, 1, as you connect to God, he is the true vine, right? As you as you connect to God, right? He says no branch can live apart from him. We can't do nothing apart from him. So those seeds that's on the inside of us, the more we connect to God, the more they're nourished and the more they grow. And before you know it, you have full fruit. You see what I'm saying? It's not something that happens overnight, okay? And this is why I tell you don't focus on other people, okay? Focus on your own plate. Okay, you don't know how long this person been walking with God. You don't know what their story is. You don't know. And then not only that, you don't even know if they're telling you the truth. Okay, because one thing I know with this coronavirus, I've seen a lot of a lot of individuals that proclaim to be strong in their faith. We saw otherwise. You see what I'm saying? And there's no condemnation. I learned a lesson from that. I learned a whole lesson from that. I learned a lesson that, you know what, God, I need to focus on me. I need to focus on me and I need to understand that people are human beings and they will fall. You see, nobody is supposed to take your place in my life. I shouldn't esteem people as high. You see what I'm saying? Because this is how we fall off. We fall off because we put people in God's place in our life and the moment they fall off, we fall off. If you fall off because somebody else fell off, then, then God is not your God. That person is your God. If you are anchored in God, it don't matter who fall off, you still standing. You get what I'm saying? And so I had to understand that. So I'm learning a whole lot of lessons. But anyway, God had to show me this is something that I'm eating. This is a plate that I'm eating off of at this moment. Okay. I have not gotten this thing fully perfected in my life. I'm not going to lie. Okay. But it is something that, that we need to hear. Okay. Because he's charging us to live the life that he lived and greater. He's charging us to do what he did and greater. That is, We hear that all the time, but we don't make it a reality. What did he do? Read about what he did. That's your standard. That's your standard. Okay? That's what you look to. Okay? But I want to talk to you about persecution this morning, all right? Let me say beforehand, I ain't trying to offend nobody. I, I'm telling you what God told me. I had to eat this off this plate just like you, all right? It ain't coming from a nasty place. It, but it's the truth. I'm going to speak the truth and I'm going to speak it in love. And one thing about the truth, the truth hurts. Because once you hear it, you can't unhear it and it's going to require change. Okay? So I'm going to talk to y'all about persecution this morning. Jesus was persecuting. Jesus was persecuting. I ain't even just talking about him dying at the cross. Even before then. Okay? I'm going to tell you what the word persecution. Some of the words that go with persecution. Punishment. Right? Punishment. Mistreatment. Right? 
um, hounding, bullying, teasing, badgering. All right. I told y'all Wednesday that it's important for you to identify where you are in your faith, right? Um, because it's your faith that is going to carry you through all that you're going to have to face. I want to talk about um, the price of obedience. Okay, the persecution that comes with your obedience to God. When you really do what God tells you to do, okay? And here's the thing. Let me say this. Everything that God asks you to do ain't going to be cool. <laughs> okay? It ain't going to be sweet. Everything that God asks you to do, you know, God God sometimes will have you do things and you like, man, wait a minute, God. I don't... I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> I like this right here. This God has been hounding me all week to talk about this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> but I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to. I, I knew what I'm going to get into is going to kind of. I know people have different viewpoints on it. And I didn't want to face all of that. But like he's telling me, are you here to please me or are you here to please them? So I'm tired of God hounding me. I'm tired of God riding my back. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about it so I can give me some rest this weekend, all right? Um, yeah, so identify, I told you to identify where you are in your faith because it's going to, be, going to be your faith that's going to carry you through the things that you're going to have to face, all right? Here's the thing. When you answer a call, okay, it's not just about, I, I told y'all this several times because this is one of the reasons why I never wanted to answer my call because I know it come with a price. I've seen my mom, um, face persecution um, behind her beliefs, okay? Uh, my mom is from a gospel background, okay? Um, like gospel church, you know? Not, not gospel church, but I'm talking about Baptist church, sorry. She's from a Baptist background, and I remember it was one time she was, uh, God told her to pick up and leave. We had to move all the way to North Carolina, and she was transitioning from Baptist to Church of God in Christ, and my family, you know, my, my relatives, you know, I'm Brenda, my relatives is really Baptist background and they ain't got nothing against the Baptist church, right? Because the Baptist church, they, they take care of their people. They, you know, they love hard. I love Baptists. Nothing against it. All right. Honestly speaking, all these different titles, not even really in the Bible. We, I believe in Christ. That's just what it is. But anyway, my mom is a Baptist background and God had ministered to her that she needed to pick up, get different amongst your kinsmen, pick up, move to North Carolina. And it was a church out there. Um, it was a church of God in Christ church and she received a lot of persecution from some of her family members behind it, you know, not all, but some, you know, um, turned it back on her and they, you know, talked about her, all kind of stuff like that. She faced that persecution, but she had to be obedient to God. And I knew it was hard for her. I watched her cry and, you know, I watched her, um, you know, she was really hurt. Because she's like, I'm just trying to be obedient to what God was telling me to do. But, you know, some of her family members, they was like, girl, that's a bunch of voodoo and hocus pocus or whatever the case may be. And, you know, she had to still face that. And in spite of that, she still had to push on to be obedient to God. But she had to face that persecution. She had to face being laughed at, mocked at, teased. You know what I'm saying? Cast out. She had to face that. Even though she loved them. She had to love God more. And I'm going to read your scripture. Um, I'm going to read it to you in two. Two versions. I'm going to think I'm going to go to the Passion. Or do I just want to read the message? Let's see here. Hold on. It's Matthew 10, 34. 
Matthew 10, 34, 34. Matter of fact, I'm going to start with 32. This is the passion. Then I'm going to read the message to you, okay? If you, this is Jesus talking, okay? If you openly and publicly acknowledge me, I will freely and openly acknowledge you before my heavenly father. But if you, um, but if you publicly deny me, deny that you know me, I will also deny you before my father. This is the part I want you to hear. Perhaps you think I've come to spread peace. Let me stop right there. Let me stop right there. Because here's the thing. A lot of the times we use, oh, I'm being peaceful as a cop out. Jesus just said right here, he said, perhaps you think I've come to spread peace and calm over the earth, but my coming will bring conflict and division. Here's the thing. When you answer the call, when you do what God is telling you to do, it's not going to always be roses and rainbows. Sometimes it will cause conflict and sometimes we use peace as a cop out. You know, I'm not going to say that because that's going to rock the boat. That's going to disturb the peace. Yes, we are called to be peacemakers. I'm not saying that. But just like in Ecclesiastes, it says it's a time and a season for everything. And, and I think it's um, Ecclesiastes, is Ecclesiastes, uh, Ecclesi, I'm probably saying it wrong, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastic, something like that. <laughs> um, Ecclesiastes 3 and 8, okay? I'm not going to read all of them, but I just want to read that part, okay? Ecclesiastes 3 and 8, um, the NIV, it says it's a time for war and it's a time for peace, Okay, it's a time for war and it's a time for peace. Sometimes God will have you stand up and speak. Sometimes God will have you do things that will come. This is what it is. This is a war, right? This is a war between good and evil. And anytime evil is trying to overtake, God will have somebody stand up and say, uh-uh, not today. And that will cause a whole lot of persecution, especially when you are around people who ignore the problem. You see, you're around people. They know what's right, but they don't want to rock the boat. So they ain't going to say nothing. Even though they feel in their heart, this ain't right. But they ain't going to say nothing, you see. And you have some people that not only will ignore it, they'll go along with it just to keep the peace. Okay? They used to be me. They used to be me. I used to be very timid. I used to didn't. I know in my heart something was wrong, but because I didn't want to disturb the peace, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, make nobody mad. I, the whole reason why I didn't do, it was taking me so long to get to this particular video this morning. It's because God, I'm like, I don't want to face that. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> you've been having me speak on it on my page a little bit, but you know, I don't, I don't want to really face them. <laughs> and like I said, well, you know, okay, you do you, is it them you trying to please or is it me? You see what I'm saying? And I'm like, well, God, I, I want to please you. So like I'm saying, it's going to be some times, man. It's going to be some times when God have you stand up and speak, you know, or he'll have you make a move or he'll have you do something that go against, that go against the grain, that go against tradition. And it will cause persecution to come your way. It will cause persecution to come your way. All right. So I'm telling you. Okay, I ain't here to tell you that this walk is pretty and all this stuff like that. The stuff that God would have you to do, it ain't always pretty. All right, I'm finished reading this to you. Um, he says, perhaps you think I've come to spread peace and calm over the earth, but my coming will bring conflict and division. This Jesus talking, all right? This ain't me. He said, but my coming will bring conflict and division, not peace, because of me. A son will turn against his father, a daughter, her mother, and against, no, a daughter, her mother, and against her mother-in-law. Within your own families, you will find enemies. 
okay whoever loves whoever loves father or mother father or mother or son or daughter more than me is not fit to be my disciple and whoever comes to me must follow in my steps and be willing to share my cross share my cross that is so important to me we ought to be willing to share his cross we ought to be willing to live the life that he lived we ought to be willing to step to finish where he left off to step in his footsteps okay but he didn't just say to step in his footsteps he didn't just say to do what i did he said to do greater okay okay he says you ought to be willing he said and whoever comes to me must follow in my steps and be willing to share my cross and experience it as his own all right so we take we are to experience life just like christ did we are, i'm telling you he's charging us to live his life all right or he cannot be considered my disciple all who seek to live apart from me will lose it all. All who seek to live apart from me will lose it all. But those who let go of their lives for my sake and surrender it all to me will discover true life. All right, let me read it to you in the message. The message really, really stuck out to me, okay? Um, don't think I've come to make life cozy, okay? I've come to cut make a sharp knife cut between son and father daughter and mother bride and mother-in-law cut through these cozy domestic arrangements and free you for god he said he's trying he came to separate those attachments separate those separate remember i told you about fleshly connections and godly connections separate them fleshly connections to free you for god that's so important because here here's the thing like i gave you the example with my mom right she had that's her family of course she's attached to them of course she loved them of course she want their acceptance of course she want them to love her and receive her right of course she want them to support her right but he said that he came to you see what i'm saying cut that here's why a lot of the times because we esteem people so highly in our life their opinion matters to us more than god's See, what I'm telling you, I didn't want to do this video because I knew some would be like, girl, you're doing too much. But it ain't about that. My main agenda is to make sure I'm pleasing God first and I'm fulfilling my assignment. Because when you don't fulfill your assignment, you don't have no peace. All right? You don't have no peace. God been nugging at me and poking at me all week long. You hear me? And I'm tired of it. So I said, God, okay, today, today, I'm going to say what you got. I'm going to go and say it because I'm, I'm tired of this. <laughs> I want to rest this weekend. All right. But anyway, he came to cut them attachments because sometimes their opinion, and it ain't just family members. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes cause our family, family does not just mean blood. Okay. Family don't just mean blood. You might have a, 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 whoever a friend or uh church members or it ain't just got to be blood relatives anybody who you esteem highly in your life when you do esteem them highly in your life you got to be careful with that because sometimes their opinion becomes more important than god's opinion and what happens with that is you'll end up leaning to what they want you to do more than what god wants you to do you end up following traditions when god is telling you to break away from that you end up staying in religion when god is telling you to go into relationship you see what I'm saying? You'll end up being obedient to them and being disobedient to God. And that scripture in the Bible where it's, where um, I think it was Peter and it was another disciple that said, hey, man, is it better for me to obey? It's better for me to obey God, excuse me, than it is man. Okay. 
So that part is so important to me. He said that he came to make that, he came to cut those connections to free you up for God. So who do you esteem highly in your life that you're obeying them more than you're obeying God? You know God is telling you to take a stand on something. You go, you know God is telling you to speak on something, but because you don't want to rock the boat, you see, or because you want to keep the peace, you don't want to say it, or you don't want to do it. You see, you want to be that buffalo in the crowd of buffalo instead of being that zebra in the crowd of buffalo. See what I'm saying? You want to you want to blend in because you don't you don't want to make nobody mad or you don't want nobody to reject you. Rejection is powerful, y'all. Rejection to have you stand somewhere where you ain't supposed to stay all because you want to be accepted. All because you want that clout. You see what I'm saying? All because you want to keep your title. All because you want to keep your recognition. No. Because let me tell you something about the titles and the recognitions. This is so important. And this this coronavirus thing showed me a lot. And if you pay attention, it'll show you a lot too. When you receive a call, okay, it ain't about that title. Because with that title comes with responsibility. Okay? With that title comes with responsibility. Pastor. Let's just say that. Pastor. A pastor is one that tends to his flock, right? He's a shepherd. He's an under-shepherd, right? Under God. God is the shepherd. He's the under-shepherd, right? He's called to protect those sheep. He's not just called. It's all cool and dandy. Everybody having a good day. You know, ain't no danger coming. But when a wolf comes, he got to be on high alert. And he got to be willing to stand because them sheep can't defend themselves. Them sheep can't defend themselves. So it's going to take that shepherd to stand up and defend them sheep, right? So like I'm saying, it comes with responsibility. You see what I'm saying? It comes with responsibility. He has to be the one to stand up and fight that wolf. Like David had to fight that lion and he had to fight that bear. You see what I'm saying? He has to be the one to stand, take a stand and fight. Just like the, uh, now y'all know, I, I know some of y'all been like, girl, shut up about it, but I'm going to keep on talking about it until God tell me to stop. Okay, that's just what it is. Y'all don't like it. Hey, I'm sorry. I got to make God happy. But anyway, this situation with the church is shutting down. Okay. A lot of people, okay, and I ain't condemning nobody because you are where you are in your faith. I understand. Fine. Cool. But it took one. It took one. One pastor, the one that was in Florida, okay? Now, it had a whole lot of people, a whole lot of different other pastors. Not many. Let me say, now, let me say a whole lot. But it had other pastors, okay, that were standing as well. But the news is not going to broadcast this because they don't want the other, other pastors that didn't shut their church down to be inspired by these pastors that's taking the stand. This one pastor, y'all, in Florida. I don't know this man background. I don't know what his message is. I know he said he got signs, wonders, and miracles popping up in his church. Cool. That's why he said he kept his church open because he said, look, I believe the power of God is bigger than this virus. Okay? Just like we drove Zika virus up out of here. You know, cancers and all this stuff has been healed here. Hey, we ain't shutting our doors down because we believe in the power of God. We believe in the blood of Jesus. Boom. Right? He believed. Therefore, he stood. Right? He believed. Therefore, he stood. And through him standing, he faced he faced a great persecution. They came and locked that man up. Put him in jail. Put him in jail. He was bailed out two hours later. Two days later. Two days later. All right? All of a sudden, church is considered essential. And for those of the pastors who will open their doors, they can do it now. You see what I'm saying? All because of one. All because of one was willing to face persecution 
You see, one thing, I, I got this from Apostle Randy McLean. I don't know if y'all know him. Some of y'all do. He said this, and i never forget it. He said, if it is of God, it will stand. If it's not, it won't stand. If it's of God, it will stand. If it's not of God, it will not stand. Okay? I, something stirred up in me when I saw these churches shutting down because I'm like, God, we say we believe in your power. We believe in your blood. We believe in you, God. Why are we shutting the churches down? I don't understand that. Plus, plus it's our right to stay open. It's our First Amendment right. Nobody can, uh, nobody can make you shut your doors. You see what I'm saying? But if you don't challenge it, the government can do whatever they want to do. But one man challenged it. Well, it was others, but one man publicly challenged it. And because of that, because of that, look what happened. Now we can go to church. Some pastors not gonna open up their doors, fine, that's cool, whatever, that's where you are in your faith. But some will, all because of one. All because of one. You see what I'm saying? I, you can't tell me that wasn't hard for that man to make that stand. You can't tell me that people weren't saying, oh, you know, you're just spreading the virus. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me that when he was sitting in jail, he wasn't like, man, wait a minute. <laughs> you can't tell me that. But, if it's of God, it will stand. If it's not, it will not. And I knew that that was not of God. He knew that that was not of God to shut them doors. Because now, for some of the believers who don't want to come, fine. Y'all stay home. You know, no condemnation. You are where you are. Identify where you are. Work on it. But to take the choice away from other believers who wanted to come, that ain't cool. Because what happens is you rob God of his demonstration in this earth. You see what I'm saying? You rob God of his demonstration. Whatever God wanted to do and those who wanted to experience what God wanted to do couldn't because everybody at home. And I ain't against online. I ain't, I'm doing online now. But it does not replace the assimilation of the saints. It just don't. Okay? And obviously, it was, a, it was not of God for this, for this move to happen because look what happened. It ain't standing no more. Two days later, it ain't standing no more. So this is what I'm saying. You now you have some that's gonna go with the grain. You know, they saying, you know, we obeying the law of the land. Technically, when the law of the land, the law of the land was you have the right to peacefully assemble. That's the law of the land. Right? They only could do that because nobody no one challenged them. One did. Okay? So, like I said, you have some that's gonna fall, that's gonna just go with the grain. Go with what's being said. Then you have some. That will stand. God is looking for us to stand. God is looking for the ones that can stand. Because when you take a stand, just like David took a stand. See all the other ones, all the other ones that was there before David showed up on the scene. They was all going. They was all doing the same thing, scared and paralyzed. Ain't nobody moving. Ain't nobody standing. Everybody scared. David came talking a different language. Why? Because he knew God. His faith in God had him talking different. Because he knew God. His connection to God had him talking different. Had him looking different. Had him walking different. Yeah, he was laughed at. His own brothers was like, what you doing out here? Go on. Even Saul like, what? You gonna go out there? Yeah, he was ridiculed. Yeah, there was some persecution that he faced. But in the end, he was the victor. Because he took a stand because he believed his God. He believed his God. And that's the thing. This is why that's why I dealt with faith first this week, because it's going to take your belief in knowing God to help you face what, what you will have to face. Because this this Christ, this walk that we call Christianity. OK, this walk that we walk in. It ain't always easy. It ain't always easy. OK, Um, let me finish reading the scripture to you. OK, this is the message translation of Matthew 10, verse 34 through 39. All right. Okay, so he said he came to he said he came to cut through these cozy domestic arrangements and free you for God, right? To free you for God. All right, hey Aunt Steffi. 
Well mean and I like this part, well mean well meaning family members can be your worst enemy. They mean well. You know, people mean well. I remember my mom. Anybody know my mom? Some people don't understand that they think she she too much and stuff and she too bold or whatever the case may be, or she just she stubborn or whatever. <laughs> but my mom, she um they had this pastor um that that I guess he works with her or he I don't know. But he frequents the store. I don't know if he works with her or not. And uh, <laughs> he was telling her, you know, he had he was one of the pastors that was holding his doors open. And so after the uh, after the pastor in Florida got arrested, she was like, you know, she had talked to him. She was like, hey, your door still open? And he was like, nah, man, you know, that man got arrested. I closed my doors down. But just two days later, now we can go to church. And like she, you know, she said some things to him. I ain't gonna say what she said, but. Well, I'm saying well-meaning family members can be your worst enemy. I'm sure the man didn't mean nothing. You know, he he tried. At least he tried, you know. But, you know, he got scared. After he saw that man get arrested, everybody can't do it. I ain't saying everybody can do it. But I'm sure he meant well. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? He did. He tried to stay open. But when he saw that kind of persecution, he was like, nah, bro. I got to go on by my business, right? Your family members are the people that's in your life that have hold influence in your life. They mean well. You know, they mean well, <laughs> okay? They they just trying, here's the thing, they can only give you give you what they have. But if it's, if it's contradicting, if it's contradicting what God is telling you to do, okay? You have to, you have to, you have to still follow God. Even though that family member might tell you, girl, don't do that. Don't do that. I wouldn't do that. That don't even make no sense. Because a lot of stuff God tell you to do, it don't make sense. You know, that friend you go and talk to and you tell all your, you know, you, you bounce all your ideas off of. They talk to you, you know, and they tell you what, where they at in their life, you know. Let's just say God told you to do this. And you tell that person and you like, man, I really feel like God leading me in this way. But if that person don't have enough faith to see it, they're going to be like, oh, no, nah, man, uh-uh, don't do that. They mean well. But like the scriptures say, well-meaning family members can be your worst enemy. Okay? Even though they mean well, if what if the advice they're giving you does not line up with what God is telling you, you got to discredit it. You got to discredit it. Okay? I'm sure some people did think we following the law of the land. Some people probably did think that. Okay? Some people probably not as familiar with their, with their rights or the Constitution. You know? I have been out of school since 2010. My mama had been out of school longer than that. She didn't want had to remind me. I was like, God, dog, that is true. Church and state is separate. Okay, you know, but I didn't even remember that. But something in my heart, something in my spirit checked me and said, this ain't right, key. And that was the Holy Ghost. And one thing about God, he looking for somebody that's going to be bold enough to speak. And it ain't easy. It, it wasn't easy for me to get on here and talk about this or put it over on the Facebook page, especially when people feel another way. And there's nothing wrong with you feeling another way. If that's where you are in your faith, then that's fine. But God is looking for people who are going to go above, who can see farther. You see what I'm saying? Do what he did and greater. That's why I saw this song, there's an army rising up. It's an army rising up. It's an army rising up. People who, who are willing to now I need to read this, finish reading it so I can I can make this point right here. Okay, he said, well-meaning well family members can be your worst enemy. If you prefer father or mother over me, you don't deserve me. If you prefer son or daughter over me, you don't deserve me. If you don't go all the way with me through thick and thin, you don't deserve me. You heard that? He said, if you, um, what, what who is that? 
Okay, hey, um, Uncle Vern. He said, if you don't go all the way with me through thick and thin, you don't deserve me. He looking for some people that's gonna willing to go all the way with him through thick and thin. Go all the way with him thick and thin like that pastor did. Go, he went all the way with Jesus through thick and thin. And did Jesus disappoint him? No. Yeah, people laughed at him, told him, that's that's good for you. That's what you get. I heard it. So I heard, seen a whole lot of stuff people were saying, laughing at that man, saying that's what you get. You know, you shouldn't have did that. Everybody doing online. Who are you to think that you can do anything different? He knew who he was in God, and he knew his father. And he went with what God told him to do, and he came out the victor. And not only that, when you obey God, remember, other people are connected to your obedience. Through him obeying God, not only was his state released, other states were released as well to be able to go to church for those of us who want to go. So it's important. It's important, but your obedience do come with a price. Okay? If your first concern is to look after self, you'll never find yourself. But if you forget yourself and look to me, you will find both yourself and me. All right? So it's so important, y'all. It's so important. I could never get with the, um, I'm just saying my where I was at on this on this subject. I could never get with, oh, we got to obey the law of the land. Yeah, we got to obey the law of the land. But here's the thing. We obey the law of the land as long as it's not contradicting what God said, okay? You have people that lives in, um, like, overseas and stuff, like China and, and uh, you know, all these foreign states. Well, states, I'm talking about these foreign countries, sorry. Anyway, the law of that land is to worship one God, and it ain't Christ. Their God is not Christ. The law of that land is to worship one God. I think in China it's Buddha. You know, in some, some places, like in Africa and stuff, it's um, Allah. Um, you know, all these different gods. The law of that land is to worship that God. You have people over there that are getting their heads cut off. That are being brutally murdered for worshiping Jesus Christ. So, if we're going to stand on, okay, let's obey the law of the land. Are those people... Are those because if you're gonna if you're gonna hold yourself to it, then those people over on, 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 on those foreign lands or ban the law of that land is to worship that one God. See, so what you're saying is they're wrong for worshiping Jesus because the law of that land is to worship that God. We obey the law of the land as long as it does not contradict God, just like Daniel, just like in Daniel with the lions then. They made a law. They was jealous of Daniel. How, how Daniel moved. Daniel was his great dude. They was jealous of him. So they had the king make a law. Hey, we know we can't get Daniel no other way, but we know we can make him bow down. We we know if we, if we say something about God, he ain't going to go with it and we can get him exiled. We can get him executed, right? So guess what they did? They had the king make a law say hey make yourself the god we got to bow down to you and you know declare you as our god right and they knew right then they had daniel the law of that land the king passed that law the law of that land was to bow down and worship him to pray you know to worship him make him their god but daniel never did it why because it contradicted with, with god's way the first commandment is to love the lord your god with all your heart Right? It contradicted what God said. And he didn't follow it. He didn't follow it. So that was the thing. That was the thing. That guy from Florida, hats off to you, brother. I don't know you. But he stood up. And because he stood up, he faced that persecution. God was able to show himself strong on his behalf. And he opened the doors for um, those of us who do want to go to church or whatever the case may be. But I use that as an example because it was current. Okay, I use my mom as an example because it was current. Everything that God has you to do will not be pretty. It will not be easy. 
okay and you have to identify where you are if you wanted the ones that's just going to go with the flow because you don't want to rock the boat cool that's where you at work on it you know if you wanted the ones that'll go out a little bit like that pastor i was telling you about that worked with my mom you know he he was willing to stand a little bit but then when that when he saw that man get rested he was like whoa <laughs> i can't go that way i can't go that far that's cool identify where you at work on it but if you wanted the ones like that pastor that went the whole way like the scriptures say go um i need people that's gonna he said if you're willing to go with me through thick and thin all the way if you wanted those people hats off to you continue 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 okay because you got people like me looking up to you people like me looking up to you all right i'm gonna go ahead on and say this real quick for the sake of my podcast i always leave y'all with god is the source of your life so stay connected to him all right